0: Hi, everyone. Pastor Rod Plummer here in Tokyo. We're doing a last part of the series, Seven Motivational Gifts. Today is the gift of compassion. We've seen this gift so much right now around the world with the pandemic. Nurses, doctors, carers, just unbelievable people with the gift of compassion. But there's a lot out there who maybe not be medical people, but do have this gift in the local church, in businesses, and in your family. They're wonderful people. And the Bible speaks a lot about this concept of compassion. The, the Bible word means guts or deep, deep within. This feeling deep within. You ready? We're going to do a study on the final gift, the compassion gift. And um, when we read about this gift, it says that they, they, if you have this gift, perform it with hilarious joy. And if you have people with this gift, just give and give. And even though they might get tired and stressed, there's still a desire to love. And when you hear them give testimonies about how people were helped, you realize how deep this gift runs. Now, a key scripture in the Bible is Luke 15. It's the the parable of the prodigal son. And in this story, it's a parable, a story, a, a son, a very rude son says to his dad, Dad, you're not dead yet, but I want my inheritance. The father gives it to him. He goes away, wastes it all, wrecks his life. And we're going to pick up the story when he comes back to the father to see the compassionate heart. And I think this shows the compassionate heart of the God that we have. You ready? This is Luke 15, 17. It says, when he came to his senses, when he realized, whoa, what am I doing? He, the prodigal son, said, how many of my father's servants Have food to spare. And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And I'm no longer to be called worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was a long way off, the father saw him. Now, let's listen to this. The father saw him, was filled with compassion, with guts, with deep feeling for him. Ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. That's kissed him on the cheek, the Middle Eastern style. And the son said to the father, "Father, I've sinned against heaven and earth. I'm no longer and against you. I'm no longer to be called worthy to be called your son." But the father said, "Now compassion speaks. Compassion acts. The hug, the acceptance. Then compassion speaks. Quick, bring the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Kill the fattened calf. Uh, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate." They. This gift celebrates any little advance in people's lives. This son of mine was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now, this is the final gift, the seven motivational gifts. There we are, seven (laughs) in the book of Romans, Romans 12, three to six. So because it's our last day, I'm going to reread the whole little section that you get your mind around. We've all got one of these gifts, maybe two. Uh, Jesus had all seven in perfect order. We don't, but we have one or two, or maybe a bit of a bit here and there. But listen, listen to the passage again, because it should be about excitement, discovery, who we are, who God is. And we've heard testimony after testimony in church of people that just came awake in life, in purpose, in mission, when they discovered they were gifted, they were graced by God. Here we go. This is Romans 12:3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, right thinking about yourself, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each one of us uh, has one body with many members, they're all, yeah, one body, one group, but many styles, these members do not have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form uh, one body, and each member belongs to all the others. There's, a, there's a, a mutual acceptance of each other's gifts. And wow, you got this. Wow, you're from there. Wow, wow, wow. And, and the, the body of Christ should be equal people with different gifts. Listen to this, verse 6. We have different gifts according to grace given to us. And the word gift and the word grace in the Greek are almost the same word. Charis and charisma. And there's a third word, karo. Sounds a bit different, but it's the same word uh, root, which the word karo means um, joy. And when, when you realize that you're graced with gifts, it brings joy. Discovery brings joy. Using your gifts brings joy. Hey, I believe happiness comes from discovering our joy and pouring life and energy into what blesses us, but blesses other people as well. Okay, here's the seven gifts. If your gift is prophesying, which means seeing trends early, seeing things early, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, the word serving means to kick up dust. It's a picture of of doing the beginning, the middle, and the end of the job. The planning, and then follow through. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. And we talked about teaching. is not complex. It's, It's simple parts. And people go, aha, I got it. I got it. If it's to encourage, let, let then give encouragement. Encouragement lifts. These are lifting people. If it's giving, then give generously. These people love to give finance, maybe time. They love to give to when they see needs. If it is to lead, and that word really, really is is about you know managing and and, and seeing plans through and visioning, uh, then then do it quickly. Do it diligently means do it quickly. If you have a leadership gift, lead under good. Leaders. And the final one, if it's to show mercy or show compassion, do it cheerfully. Do it hilariously is the Greek word. (laughs) Ha ha. I get to serve. I get to care. And this gift has a great, great joy. Now, there's three positives and three things to be aware of with this gift. Three positives is these people are truly concerned for the emotional, spiritual, and physical needs of others. These are very kind people. Two. They have the desire and the ability to help people who are suffering or distressed. So these people either have studied or naturally give some compassionate care. Um, and I think that it's great for people to to, to to learn more and more about their gift if they've got it. And three, they're happy to help everyone. Uh, they don't cease being happy, caring for whoever it is. Needs to be aware. Number one, they need boundaries. Um, I've noticed really caring people uh, can can have phone calls all through the night or uh, sort of burn out because they're doing too much. They need boundaries. They need some some, um, guidance how to fix, like say to people, don't phone me after 10 p.m. unless it's an emergency. Just boundaries. Number two, they need to be in a system of care. So these people linking with others make a bigger picture of care. They care on their own and a system like a hospital or a caring unit, or a church, uh, that they they function very well where there is a system to help others. And number three, they may not understand others who don't have compassion or don't have the same level of compassion. And so we're all different and it's it's learning to love and acknowledge who you are. Now I'm going to go to the Old Testament. Um, this gift is found um, many, many times in the Old Testament. In fact, it's used with use God the whole time. So I'm going to bring a general scripture about God, because I love it that our revelation of God is a compassionate God, a a guts God caring for us. And, you know, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. What was the motive of Jesus coming? It was the compassion of God for the lost world. I love it. It's great. So here we go. Exodus 33, 19, God speaking to Moses. I will cause, and the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. And I will have mercy on who I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. These words, mercy and compassion are linked. Uh, very similar words, but just the whole thing of, of guts and feeling and action. It's pretty cool. The Old Testament story is from a little book in a book of Ruth. It's about a lady called Ruth. Wow. And it's about how she she's a foreigner, she's a Moabite, which is like non-Jewish, non non-Israelite. And she comes back with her mother-in-law, her husband has died, and she's poor. She has no inheritance. She's 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 really lost, and she goes to out to the field to to get any little grain that's left behind after people have gathered the wheat. And there's a a relative actually called Boaz who notices her and he shows compassion, unusual compassion. Ruth 2, 14 to 18. At mealtime, at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. And she sat down with the harvesters and he offered her some roasted grain and she ate all she wanted and had some left over. And yet she got up to glean gleaning is the word they follow the the people harvesting and they get bits of bits of grain of wheat he's one he's one he's one he's one and and they're able to grab some that they these are poor people go home and have, make bread um, Boaz gave orders to his men let her gather among the sheaves now the sheaves were the whole stack of wheat one sheaf of wheat can have up to a hundred wheat seeds one sheaf could be a hundred times what she'd pick up, like one. And Boaz says to his workers, let, let her have some sheaves so she doesn't have to keep picking up the one little stalks. Um, and he said, even, verse 16, even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up. And don't rebuke her. Don't, don't be mad at her and say, give me those, those wheat. So Ruth leaned in the field until evening and she threshed the barley she had gathered in and in a matter to about an ephah. That's a lot. And she carried it back to her to town and her mother-in-law, Naomi, saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. So Boaz sees a foreign woman, poor, destitute, no hope. And he says to his workers, Let, make sure she has enough for her and her family. It's compassion. It's seeing and giving to need. Now, the New Testament the key person is Jesus. There's no question. Uh, Jesus, um, this word compassion is guts. It says, when Jesus saw the people, he felt compassion. He saw the man with the need and he felt compassion. He felt guts. So this is not a God who just heals because he can. This is a God who heals because he wants to, because he feels the com- the compassion, the needs of men. And um 12 times in the New Testament this word is used, 11 uh, about Jesus feeling compassion. And the final one is a man calling out to Jesus in Mark 9, saying, Jesus, would you have compassion? And Jesus heals him. So Jesus is, is compassionate all the time. It means there's bowels of compassion, deep sense of feeling, deep sense of, uh, of need. Okay, um, I want to tell you the story of the Good Samaritan. We mentioned before the parable of the good, the prodigal son, which is really about the compassion of the father receiving him back. The parable of the good Samaritan is about a man who gets beaten up. No one cares except a Samaritan. Now, this is a foreigner to Israel and the Jews did not like these people, but he was the hero of the story. And that's the point. That's the point. Jesus told the parable. It's like, who is my neighbor? Who do I help? Who do, I, who do I feel compassion for? So here we go. We're going to read part of it here. Um, this is Luke chapter 10, verse 30 to 36. Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, a very dry area of Israel, and he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and led him away half dead. A priest, that's a, a religious guy, happened to be going the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed on the other side side, didn't want to be involved. So too, a Levite, when he had come to the place, saw him pass by the other side. Two religious people, not helping. But a Samaritan, and here's where Jesus gets cheeky with his story, because he's bringing in someone who the Jews don't like. But listen to what the Samaritan does. As he traveled, came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him, he felt compassion for him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine, put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, gave him money. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of robbers? Well, this Samaritan had more than one gift. He had the gift of generosity, gift of leadership, but you can't deny you had the gift of compassion for the man on the road. as a total stranger. And we are called to be good Samaritans. Um, just one last scripture. And then I want to talk about our world and some people who have this gift. 1 John 3, 7, right at the end of the Bible, um, the Apostle John writes this. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need and has no compassion on them, how can the love of God be in that person. That's pretty strong language, right? We're supposed to feel and no matter if we are into uh, whatever we are, we're supposed to show some compassion. Some people, however, their whole life is defined by compassion and we give you honor for that amazing gift that God has given to you. The nurses, the doctors, the aged carers. um, There are some countries with so many carers like um, the Philippines, Indonesia, so many people I've met have this incredible gift, beautiful people um, we love them, people with disabilities, I just watch people caring for people with disabilities with great love and um, just incredible people, just very, very nice people, so let me give you some examples from my world And um, our church supports a few mission works, one of them is called Tejas India it's in New Delhi, works with kids who are or from a different faith and most of those people have no um, even citizenship have no rights um, they're poor they live in cardboard or tin houses and lots of sickness there's even people that little kids there with broken bones and our team well I want to say our it's it's our friends but we love them our team goes in there with uh, medical help um, some dental help occasionally um, some some, some, some care. And what we do from our church is we help support the school, the day school. And in that school, we bring in hundreds of kids every day and we give them uh, uniforms and lunch. We socialize, help them to socialize in a classroom. And after a period of years, they're able to go to the national school. As soon as that happens, that family has a way out of poverty. Then we have these buses, we own buses, and we take buses to the slum areas and bring the kids on and have school right there and two different slums in one day, one bus. Two. So we were able to help you know, 400, 500 kids every day. And then they go and visit their families and give them the medical help, help um, food. Um, uh, it's just an amazing thing. And these little kids are so beautiful. Um, but, but someone had to have compassion. And when I met Marlo and Cheryl Philip, Indian nationals, highly educated, had every chance to live in Australia or America or somewhere and felt God call them to this area and went back to India and without any money started this and we heard about it and our teams have been there for years and our teams always come back saying the compassion is unbelievable the compassion for people of a foreign, maybe a foreign nation, foreign religion, and just the compassion for their families and not just these four or five hundred kids, but their brothers and sisters, their mums and dads, and uh, there's compassion. And and we give it's called Tejas. And if you're not giving to your local church project, um, you can look online Tejas India if you wanted to give directly or through Lifehouse. Uh, we we give every single cent, every single yen. To that that comes in for that project, and I, I love it. I love it. I love it, and I love compassionate people. I've got another friend here, and here, and here in different countries with the same gift. I'm, I'm always amazed. And uh, one of my very good friends in Indonesia, Pastor Polos Wiratno, uh, and his lovely wife Malisha, uh, run an incredible care and mercy Indonesia. It's another great thing we can give to. And um, you know they've got a number of radio stations and then feeding areas and um uh, education areas and he brings in kids who have come out of war zones and lost their parents and out of earthquake zones and help educate them and they um they they go back to their family and uh, are a blessing are a blessing and I just I, I you know I just hear stories of people with this gift and I I don't want to say I'm ashamed. I'm not, but I'm just amazed at the, the intensity of some people's mercy gift. It's pretty strong. And to see both, um, our friends in India, our friend in Indonesia and our third friend in Watoto in Uganda, uh, Gary and Marilyn Skinner and their, their 30 year story of helping literally 5,000, 6,000 orphans be, uh, be, be cared for, loved, educated and grow into uh, incredible adults who love God and want to help their own country. The, the, the compassion level is incredibly high. And I don't want you to feel intimidated. Just honor this gift. It's great. And if you have it, um, go for it. Go for it. Be part of a team, um, church or some organization, and use your gift in an amazing way. I just want to say this last thing, and that is in the local church. We have a lot of compassionate people um viv and i are always amazed at the level of compassion people hearing of needs giving money giving food giving help giving encouragement giving prayer uh the church is a place of encouragement and prayer uh that's what I, one of the reasons i love church and and this gift is very well um accepted and used in the local church and just one last thing i want to say is that for me personally, I think I have something of this gift, but it's, it's, it's in a different area. I, I love to be with the poor and those who don't love Jesus. And a lot of my adult life, I've lived in Asian nations where there's poverty. I've loved to go out to the villages and pray for the sick. And I, I'm not trying to say I'm anything special, but it, it, it's something I love. It's a joy. And I, I think that this gift can have different expressions in evangelism, in care, in helping the poor, in praying for the sick. And this is our last gift. So as I finish today, I want to say that all seven gifts are amazing. You are amazing. You are the gift of God. And it says in in um, Ephesians chapter two, it says that we're saved by faith, not by works. And then it goes on to say that we are God's handicraft. God's poem actually is the Greek word. God sings a rap, a poem over our lives because he created us with great joy. And, um, And then it says, we're created to do good works, which God created for us to do before the world began. We are the result of a planning God and a compassionate God. He loves you. He made you and he wants you to discover your gifts. And I'd really encourage you if you're part of Lifehouse Church that you would go online and start the Grow course if you haven't done that. It's just four simple lessons. I speak there for 10 minutes, but there's some PDF. Uh, you, can, you can watch it on your phone or, or whatever. And the four lessons are the word connect. Uh, our church loves to connect with God, connect with people, connect with church, and connect with purpose. And as we come to connect with purpose, there are two little assessments there one of them is this seven motivational gifts assessment it's pretty amazing it is really really pretty amazing and the other one is a, a 16 personality type uh, the Briggs Myers test or there's various words or names for it uh, just helps you understand your temperament personality a little bit these are not uh, you know we're not defined by this, but it could be a part of discovery. And with the seven motivational uh, gifts test, just recently I heard of someone in the Philippines, one of our uh, great people in the Philippines who um, is a blogger and a YouTuber, and they didn't really know how their gift fitted in. And then they, they, they looked at this series I've started and the first one on the prophetic gift. And they, they said, I have that gift. I, I, I'm, I can understand YouTube and online um, stuff and I want to help other people. That person that's helping other people, uh, not just their own gift, but helping others in new trends. Our, our church is doing a college course on developing a business online and and many things to do with uh, seeing ahead. Our team is very prophetic in that way, seeing future education. Um, I heard of another girl in our Tachikawa church who was not yet a believer, was going to church for many months in Japan, a Japanese girl, um, was interested in Jesus, but didn't connect with the message. And when she heard the teaching and she did that course, well, it's not course, it's a little assessment. It's just, you know, 20 minutes and you're done. Um, She realized how gifted she was and how it matched her. And she said, there is a God, he has a plan and he made me. And that young Japanese girl received Jesus Christ that week into her life because of the concept that there is a good God with a good plan. And here in Japan, we love the, the scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11. Um, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for a future and a hope and not for evil. That there is a God with a plan, a God with a a desire, and he put our DNA together in our mother's womb. And I know it came from our uh, our father's sperm and our mother's uh, egg. but the combination is so random and so unusual. And out of billions of possibilities, you came out and I came out. That is God. God, it says in Psalm 139, God created us and made us in our mother's womb. We are a creation of God. To serve God, to serve Him and His purposes, and as I finish this today, get to know God through His Word. As you know God, you'll know yourself. As you know the heart of God, you'll know more about life, about mission, about vision. And I'm bringing this to a close right now. But you are gifted by God to fill a hole that no one else can fill, to do a job that no one else can do, to 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 fulfill and be satisfied in the very things that God has for you to do. And even if it's in an area that might be in research or uh, accounting, it seems away from people. No, no, you are there to be part of the motion of God, the motion, the motion of serving and blessing. And and I love the local church because it's all these people together serving God in a common vision. So let me pray for you as we finish seven motivational gifts from Romans 12. Lord, I praise you. You made us. You designed us. We are special. We are made special. And we thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace that you sing over us. You, you, you write a poem over us. You, you speak about our lives and you created us to do great things. I pray, Lord, these seven motivational gifts would be discovery for us, excitement, joy, grace, goodness, that one of these seven, two of these seven, three of these seven, we're going to discover who we are and we're going to love our lives. Love what you've given us and serve other people with a heart of joy and give you you glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for watching our series. Hope to see you in one of our others. Have a look at the online, the the YouTube channel, my personal channel. Have a look. There might be something there. If you like this series, um, there might be something else there for you. So God bless you. See you soon.